0: There are things in this world that science cannot explain.
1: Things that conjure malevolence, where kindness used to live.
0: There are entities beyond comprehension that lurk just beyond our sight.
1: They twist in the shadows, festering in the darkest parts of a mind.
0: There are relics left behind from time to time. Mysterious reminders of eldritch nightmares past.
1: Heirlooms that bring pestilence, mysterious gifts that contort innocence, evidence that something is coming.
0: These items are collected and stored in a secret location.
1: We study them, cataloging their mysteries, bearing witness to their butchery.
0: Access to this location is strictly prohibited, save for a collect few brave or foolish
1: individuals. Terror lines the halls in... The The Scarab Scarab Archives.
0: Case file P-0965. Designation, the camera. Uh, Quick note before I begin here. Uh, The higher-ups, Dr. Stewart in particular, have expressed their doubts in my ability to perform this unofficial cataloging of the archives all on my own. It's not like I have much else to do down here, but they insist that the workload is simply too heavy for just one man. That being said, I'm not getting the research assistance I requested. No, I'm getting an intern. So, on top of everything I'm already doing, I have to babysit now as well. I can hear Stuart laughing from here. I don't know much about the child who will soon be tearing through my carefully organized archives like a hyperactive toddler in a Chuck E. Cheese, but I can only pray that he or she is competent enough to not swallow their own tongue while making one of these recordings. (sighs) Now, the camera. The camera appears at first to be a standard Super 8 camcorder, the kind that were all the rage from the late 1960s to the early 1970s. Roughly a foot in length, about half that in width, weighs around one and a half pounds. Casing is black with silver accents, no company logo. A large red emblazoned number 8 is located on the side not too far from the viewfinder. Right hand side of the case has a foldable crank, used to operate the camera, left side is blank, save for a small latch, used to open the casing for the insertion and removal of film. Interior of the camera is normal for the model of this kind. So what brings this, at first glance, perfectly mundane item into the Scarab Archives? Well, it's uh... Well it's difficult to put into words the uh well the camera will hold no film to start with if film is inserted into the camera it simply vanishes almost instantaneously according to previous research notes if one looks into the viewfinder everything appears normal it's the turning of the crank that causes the camera's strange effect now unfortunately there's simply no way of knowing exactly what happens when someone looks through the viewfinder and turns the crank that's because anytime someone performs those simple and mundane actions, they die. Exactly 4 minutes and 16 seconds later. <sighs> Sometimes it's a freak accident. The user steps off the curb and is hit by a speeding bus, as is the case with Helga Seminowitz of Kilkenny, Wisconsin on June 19th, 1972 or a heavy object falls from a great height such as with the unlucky Addison Denker of Junebug, South Carolina on May 2nd 1997. Sometimes they commit suicide with the nearest available implement. For Deputy Adam Robichet of Shreveport, Louisiana, it was his service revolver on February 7th 2003. For Professor Landon Bell of Auburn University, it was a pin to the jugular that ended his life one sunny July afternoon in the year 1985, and sometimes their heart just explodes, as happened with Kelsey Whitmire, a Lazarus Foundation research assistant who was the first person to be killed by the camera after its acquisition in September of 2008. Kelsey volunteered herself as a test subject and, knowing the history of the camera's previous owners, was placed in a sealed and safe environment for observation immediately following her exposure to the item. According to notes, Kelsey looked through the viewfinder, turned the crank exactly five times, then froze in place and lowered the camera to the table from where she'd picked it up. She was ushered into the padded observation cell and watched. For four minutes, exactly. She stood there motionlessly and silently. At four minutes and five seconds, she smiled. At four minutes ten seconds, she said one word Anubis Sayab. At the four minutes sixteen second mark, she collapsed. Medical saw to her at once, but the poor girl was already dead. The autopsy revealed that her heart had just popped like a balloon. No cause for this has ever been uncovered. Despite strenuous objections from Lazarus Foundation higher-ups, the research division proceeded with a second test. Another assistant, whose name has been redacted, agreed to go through with the test with the understanding that upon his survival, he would receive a payment of $1 million. In the event of his death, the money would be sent to his mother, and his name would be removed from all Lazarus records. You can tell, because his name was redacted, the same sequence of events ensued. Motionlessness. Silence. A smile. The word, "Anabis sayab. Heart explosion. Following the second assistant's death, the Lazarus Foundation suspended any further testing and ordered the camera be placed in the Scarab archives until further notice. Since the camera was archived, the team originally assigned to study it have successfully traced the camera's path of ownership back from its acquisition in 2008 to the record of its sale from a mom-and-pop electronics store in Park Mills, Nevada, on December 23, 1967. There is no record of how the store acquired the camera for sale, but records show it was purchased as a last-minute Christmas gift by one Maribel Dawkins for her young nephew, Harold. He was ten. And his was the first death on record connected to the camera. It looks like he... like he climbed inside his family's new gas oven right beside the Christmas turkey. The first death. The first of... 238 deaths across the years. Now, it uh, just so happens that I've done a bit of my own research. I mean, not like I have much else to do down here. Uh, No translation of the word Anabis Sayab could ever be found. It was thought to be simple gibberish. But if you reverse the spelling, you get another word. Bayas I can't pronounce this. Bayasebona. Bayasebona. It's it's Zulu. It's uh, Zulu in origin. A language that few, if any, of the victims could possibly have been fluent in. And it translates, not as a word, but three words. A phrase. Bayasebona. They see us.